Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1703, Four Strategies to Negotiate a Higher Starting Salary, part two, by Jessica of thefioneers.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. Today's post is actually a continuation from yesterday. So if you're new here, it'd be best to listen to yesterday's episode first. But if you're all caught up, let's hear part two and continue optimizing your life. Four Strategies to Negotiate a Higher Starting Salary, Part Two, by Jessica of thefioneers.com. Number two, do your research. It's always important to do your own research to determine what a fair wage would be for the work. Ideally, your salary will take the following things into account comparable roles in the labor market in your location, role qualifications, including required education, certifications, and experience, and your unique backgrounds and experiences. There are a number of websites that will allow you to look up comparable roles. I like to use the following websites. Glassdoor. Glassdoor uses self-reported data. This data could be outdated, so you should always take it with a grain of salt. Companies may have increased their salaries and it may not be reflected yet in Glassdoor. And Payscale. Payscale allows you to put in a lot of information about your location, job title, skill set, years of experience, and education level. It then shares with you the salary range for your role. I like to use both of these websites together. The reason why is that I can look up the salary ranges in my area for a few different job titles on Payscale. Then I can look at the Glassdoor data to see if the company generally pays above, below, or at the median. This data is really helpful for a negotiation conversation. It allows you to approach the conversation from a position of power. For example, you could say something like, from the data, I could see that you generally pay around the 75th percentile in the ranges for various roles. That's incredible. I'm excited to work for an organization that invests so much in its talent. For my role, the range for our area is blank. Because of this and the experience I bring, I feel like it's fair to ask for blank, which is the 75th percentile for my role. Depending on your role or industry, there might also be other salary data available. For example, there are many different nonprofit salary surveys. You can also look at a nonprofit organization's 990 forms to see how much they pay their top executives. There are even a few industries, such as healthcare or government, where salaries are part of the public record. Number three, know the different types of compensation that could help meet your needs. You may encounter a situation where a company comes back and tells you that they can't increase your base salary above a certain amount. The reason could be that they wanna make sure your salary is equitable with existing employees. I can definitely understand this. An employer doesn't want to bring in someone new and pay them a much higher wage than an existing employee who has experience within the company. 
At the same time, the company will incur much higher costs to rehire for the role if they can't hire you. If this is the case, there are a few things that you could ask for in lieu of a salary increase so that it doesn't impact the pay equity across the team. Number one, a signing or transition bonus. This is not added to base pay. It's typically paid out upon someone's start date and or their first anniversary. Number two, relocation assistance. If you need to relocate to take on the role, you could ask for help with your relocation costs. Number three, student loan payback support. And number four, to work fewer hours. While this doesn't increase your overall pay, it would increase your hourly rate. In the case of my recent client's salary negotiation, they were not able to provide as much of a change in salary as she had hoped. Their reasoning was that they wanted to ensure equity across the team, yet they were able to offer her a signing bonus that almost covered the difference between what they offered and what she asked for. They were also able to support her in applying for a student loan payback program. This program requires the employer to pay a certain percentage of the payback each year. Number four, take your time. No one expects you to respond to a job offer at the moment it's offered. I recommend that people always take time to think about it. You need time to determine the questions you wanna ask and to ensure that you can accept the offer happily. You can then come back with a counter offer a few days later after you take your time to figure out what you would be happy with. Also, it's important to know that the person you are talking to often doesn't have the authority to give you what you want at the same moment. They'll need to talk to their boss and likely look at the budget to see what's possible. If you approach the exchange as a problem-solving conversation, your new supervisor is more likely to advocate on your behalf. It'll feel worth it for them to propose creative solutions to help get you closer to your ideal proposal. One unexpected benefit of negotiating. If you negotiate, you will hopefully receive a higher starting salary. That is the expected benefit. There's also one important and unexpected benefit of negotiating. It sets up more open and honest conversation with your boss from the very beginning. When you have honest conversations focused on problem solving, it creates a virtuous cycle. It makes it easier to have the next honest conversation that you need to have. And it gives you the reputation right away that you're not a pushover. People will expect you to advocate for what you want and set boundaries. In my opinion, that might have an even greater impact on your happiness at work than an increased salary ever could. Lucky for all of us, those two things go hand in hand. You just listened to part two of the post titled Four Strategies to Negotiate a Higher Starting Salary by Jessica of thefioneers.com. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. For a lot of people, it can be stressful and confusing to manage their finances. Even I used to feel this way when using different finance apps, but then I tried Monarch Money and everything got so much easier. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. 
I found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. I really loved this advice from Jessica. She clearly knows her stuff and is able to offer great perspective from her experience in HR. While I agree that you should do your research and try to understand your market value, I personally have found this very difficult. I saw no consistent market value for the roles I've had in my career. It varied wildly between comparable employers in my industry. Online resources like salary.com or Glassdoor never helped me because I worked in a pretty niche industry. So when I would enter my title, the comps were not in a comparable field. So when I was asking for a raise, here's what I did. I leveraged my network and went to my employer's six top competitors. I didn't ask them for a job, but I laid out my qualifications and accomplishments and asked them what they thought my salary should be. Also, I didn't answer questions on current salary because I didn't want that to influence their response. On another note, I think it's important for you to assess your degree of leverage. Are you a top salesperson or otherwise able to quantify your contributions? Showing your value at the time you're making the request, in addition to your salary research, can paint a picture that they're actually getting a pretty good deal. And finally, as with any negotiation, you are in a stronger position when you're willing to walk away. As many of you know, I quit my full-time job early this year when it became clear during a salary negotiation that I was no longer valued by my employer. I was in the fortunate position to be able to do this without another job lined up, and I've been exploring self-employment ever since. And that's another episode and weekend of Optimal Finance Daily in the books. I'll be back with more posts for you on Monday. So have a great rest of your weekend and I'll catch you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.